Defender Discussions. It is November 2 as we roll through the semester and uh, we're into crossover season. Some teams have had their seasons come to a close. Other are still, others are still in competition for the fall. Basketball has gotten rolling. We've got a more of a sample size there and uh, some ratings coming out. So let's get to all of that stuff and uh, once again, joined by Josh Tutton and Matt Boss. And let's take a look at all of that information. And we begin with football. And uh, it was a big weekend last weekend. I should really tell you guys what we're going to start with each time. I see both of you flinch as soon as I say football and reach we're, to your laptop like and pull up prepared. a different tab. But uh, the it was a busy weekend. We had football playing on Saturday. We had women's and men's cross country running at the Nash, uh, at the GPAC championship. We had basketball in action at Forest City in Chicago. Um, we had men, men's soccer playing on Saturday. And so just a lot of things happening. And the big news of the weekend was the football team getting their first conference win over Morningside. And, uh, First time in 16 tries. This was the 16th try, and I was able to take it in in person. Matt, you were there field level, and uh, what a day it was. Uh, it feels odd here on Thursday now to look back at it simply because we've turned our attention to Dakota Wesleyan. But uh, a great day on Saturday for the football team and a game. It, it's funny because sometimes I have felt like the defenders have done enough to win in that series and then lost. I'm not sure they, quote-unquote air quotes here, deserved to win on Saturday, but they were able to play the last drive, play to the final play to the final gun, and somehow pulled out a victory when it didn't look like it was going to happen. Um, I wish I would have seen the first half. I got there at halftime or just prior to it, and, you know, Dort was rolling. They were up 21 to nothing, and then an unfortunate interception that led to a Morningside drive right before the half. But then the second half, like you said, it was it was tough sledding for Dort's offense. Morningside made some adjustments, and Dort just couldn't get on track. But credit the defenders. They put together the one final drive, and uh, they win it in come-from-behind fashion on that drive, 28-24. Yeah, and you you asked, you would have liked to have seen the first half. I don't know that anything went wrong for Dort until that last sequence. I mean, you, you score twice. Uh, Morningside misses a field goal. They have another drive stall out on downs. Um, Dort blocks a punt, runs it back. Just some, everything felt like it was breaking their way. And you go in thinking, okay, you could be up at worst 21 nothing, uh, at best 28 nothing, somewhere in the middle. In all likelihood, a Stephen Line and field goal maybe makes it 24 nothing. The one thing you didn't want <laughs> was 21 to 7. And that ended up happening. And that just, it, it gave Morningside a little bit of hope. I think created a little bit of doubt in Dort's mind. Now, I am going to say this, Morningside in the second half, I was shocked when they didn't get points when they could. They had two times, I felt, where they're well within field goal range, they're going to get three, they're going to kind of chip away at it, and they elected to go for it and turned it over on downs. And I, I just felt that was, I that surprised me over the course of that second half yeah exactly and i think they missed a field goal too yes missed a field goal down the stretch 
Um, made one though. <laughs> they did. They did. They made a big one. Yeah. Um, defensively, Dort opportunistic. Yeah. They got the three interceptions, which was huge, and the defense did everything it could, and uh, a great showing by Dort. Yeah, and it's the the reality now is you got to come back. I mean, you mm-hmm. got to beat Dakota. Are you? You got to play Dakota Wesleyan on Saturday. Can you beat them at home uh, with something to play for at this point? And Josh, you're too young to remember this, but I I, I called it. It's kind of like uh, when the U.S. played the Russians in hockey oh. in the semis, and I won't give Herb Brooks' exact quote for when they before they played Sweden. I think it was Sweden or Finland, but if you don't win that one, the other one gets forgotten really quickly. Correct. We have to come back and play. And make no mistake, Dakota Wesley. Very capable team. Very good rusher. They yeah. have uh, one of the best running backs in the league. Jamie so. Aaron is, uh, I think, over 1,100 yards. Yep. And they've got a quarterback who has, I think, every pass attempt when I visited with Coach Ross Simple. I mean, he has been the quarterback. And then their, uh, the wide receiver, uh, Keel, uh, last name escaping me right now. Some point it's going to come around in the Rolodex. I'll but, get you. Don't worry, I'm working on but it. But it's uh, <laughs> they, they are a very capable team. And uh, talking with our defensive coordinator, said they have a very good offensive line. So it will there will be challenges presented on Saturday when you play Dakota Wesleyan. The nice thing is good weather. Yep. Maybe I don't know. We play pretty well in the blizzard. I was going to say. Yeah, well, does that matter? <laughs> I, I was going to say. Yeah, For our part, sake, part maybe? of me is like, oh, we can all take the snow, but. <laughs> Dakota Wesleyan has some nice wins yeah. too, and yeah. they've played a lot of people tough. So we'll see. It's, just, just win. It's yeah. It's just one of those things where yeah. Let's close out the regular season. I've had a lot of questions of okay, what does the postseason look like now? And for the first time ever, did you ever get that last that guy's last name? Yeah. Uh, are we looking for the running back again? No, we're or looking the, for the wide receiver. Keel Nelson. Keel Nelson. How yeah. could I forget a last name like Nelson? Nelson. But yeah, seven fifty two on the year. Yep. So he, receiving. He's pretty good. Yeah. He he used to play quarterback and uh, converted over to wide receiver. Anyhow, back to postseason. For the first time this year, twenty teams make the NAI postseason field. Used to be sixteen. Used to be based almost exclusively on ratings, the coaches' poll. Now there is, and for the last three or four years, there has been a what's called the ARC rating, and that's a regional thing where you get together and you have conferences grouped together and you work through those, and that's part of a selection committee, and that's how the at-large berths are determined. So. There are, I think we said 12 or 13, 12 conference champions get automatic berths. I believe it's 13 and 7. Okay, so 13, 7 at-larges. Yep. The top six in the poll get seeds 1 through 6. So that's where the coaches' poll still comes into play. 7 through 20, once the field is determined, they are seeded by the seeding committee. There is nothing that says they must follow the coaches' poll. Uh, you can be 11th in the coaches' poll and be seated 7th conceivably. You can be rated 10th. You could be seated 19th conceivably. So there is some machinations that have to take place. Those all take place Saturday night, Sunday morning, and we get word at some point late Saturday, I'm sorry, late Sunday, on the field, who is hosting, and those kind of things. Now, 13 through 20 are playing the first 
Saturday of the playoffs. 1 through 12 get a bye to weekend number 2 with 1 through 8 hosting. So 9 through 12 know their opponent. They just have, everyone has a week to prepare, extra week to prepare. 1 through 8 don't know who their opponents will be, but they do know that their opponent will have to play an extra game. I, th- I hope I've given the nutshell of of that process. You're you're spot on. The hard part about for us is this is the first time there's been 20 teams. We mm-hmm. have nothing to go by. Nope. I mean, how close do they follow the poll? You yep. know, because there will be some similarity, but they don't have to follow that per se. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. So hang tight. I've had a lot of people asking, and they <laughs> they feel like I'm withholding information from them. I am not. No. <laughs> I preface almost everything I say where I give a, a feeling. If I, it's a feeling, I make it very clear. This is what I think, but I don't know. So we'll see. I'm, I'm hopeful for a good weekend. We'll see what happens. And I'm going to say the same thing uh, before when before the last three weeks. I just want to see what this team can do over the final week now. Let's see what they can do. Um, could have a best regular season on record. Time will tell. We'll see. For our football listeners, if you want one matchup to watch, the Lindsey Wilson game. Okay. In terms of postseason ramifications. Okay. I think they play Bethel, and both of those teams are kind of ranked. And, yeah, just watch watch that one. And note, because if Lindsey Wilson loses, it's their third loss. So, there. They're defenders. There's something to watch on Saturday. Is that a game Saturday. for a conference championship? Yes, I okay. believe it is. Yeah. And we did a... I don't think the new ARC rating is out for this no. week yet, but I think it's coming out today. I think it's going to be public today. Again, that's all we could go into depth and we could devote almost the entire podcast to that on how that process looks. <laughs> I don't want to bore people. I, I, I don't know. This was never meant to get that deep into the weeds on those processes because uh, – we could talk all day about it and still not have anything. This is meant more as information for you. So uh, that's where we're at, and that is football from this week and this coming week. Let's jump to other happy news from Saturday. We'll save the one sad news. We'll go to the happy news. Cross country winning the uh, conference title, and uh, they won the team title. They won the individual title and uh, coach of the year honors as well for Nate Wolf. You were there, Matt, and uh, when did you get the sense that uh, the women were going to win that team title? It's interesting because the live results, they updated at the 1K and the 5K very early and very late. And so it wasn't until the 5K results uh, went by that I thought, oh, wow, our pack is in front of the Concordia pack. And then that's when I got the sense. Um, it was a, it was a great battle. Dort had to run well, and they did, of course, led by Jessica Campman-Walzak. She was the GPAC champion for the second straight year. But then you got uh, a Molly Boulder who finished fourth, Jessica Opfer sixth, and then we got the trio, Lucy Borkowski, Taylor Drogue, Isabel Webb, uh, the – running at 8, 9, and 10. All of those runners, at some point during the year, they've been behind the Concordia pack, and to have all of that in front of Concordia's 
like four and five was just tremendous effort. Great job by the defenders. And then the men, uh, they kind of did what we expected them to do. Uh, we were hopeful that that's how it would pan out. And Coach Wolf, when I talked to him yesterday, he said, make no mistake about it. And he made it abundantly clear to his team. He said, you know what? If we don't show up and run it, we'll finish second. I mean, he, he really felt that, I think it was Doan, had the, has the firepower that if you just simply go through the motions, don't get out quickly, don't attack your race plan, Doan was a very capable opponent on Saturday. Dolts ranked in the top 20, and they got two really good runners. They finished third and fourth, uh, fourth and fifth, right behind uh, our trio up there. They were both very capable, and uh, credit Dort again for running. One of the questions I had was, okay, who's going to lead us? Because we've had a different men's mm-hmm. leader, and it happened to be Aiden Borster and Craig Becker finishing 1-2, shipping not too far behind in his return to action. And it looked like, uh, I, I didn't realize it until I watched the video, and it kind of looked like Craig Becker grabbed Aiden Borster and shoved him ahead and said, here you go, get it, and yep. uh, took the title by less than a second. Um, what is the sense? I mean, Dort's cross-country teams have put together a pretty good run right now. Are they the villain? I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know how... Is there defender fatigue? Yeah. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Um, I don't think so. Okay. Um, I watch how Dort runs and competes, and I think there's a lot of respect. Okay. I don't sense the fatigue out there. Um, and like you said, it's a great thing going right now. Yeah. Um, when you talk about dynasties within the conference – um, I automatically think of Morningside football. I think of Hastings men's soccer, I mean, dominating for two decades. The, the cross-country teams, I don't know if they're there yet because of the age of the conference. I mean, it's been relatively recent, and I say relatively in air quotes because conferences have been around for nearly 25 years now. Um, but the last 10 years, the defender cross-country programs have been as good as anyone. Let's talk some numbers. You know, Dort, the women, they've won four straight, 10 overall since the GPAC began in 2000. But here's the stat that gets me. They've won nine of the last 11 right. on the women's side. And that's that's something. And the other two years, they finished second. Right. And the one year was really close, I think. Yep. And the other year, I think we had somebody hurt or injured or we just, I mean, whatever. But to finish second, you're right there. Now, the men... Has it been five in a row or six in a row? We're up to six, Mike. Okay. Um, and it's most it's more recent success. Right. Yeah. You know, there's not the 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 more the extended history, but boy, six straight conference titles. One of those we all remember was the perfect score. Right. Fifteen points. So Yeah. No, very rare. And uh, national meet coming up next week. Uh hoping to work things out that while you're there covering it, we can get you on live for our get you on the podcast as well remotely. And uh, that'll be on Thursday, and we'll deal with the two-hour time difference. And maybe Josh and I, I don't know what your day will look like on that day. But suffice it to say, the cross-country championship, you go down there and you hope to be in the conversation for the top half a dozen and if you're there you've got a shot yep and And i think i I think that's conceivable yeah depends on health 
and just a lot of number of factors. But I think I think that's a shot. Yeah, and how do people respond to getting off a plane, getting into the workouts, those kind of things? You're running at sea level. I mean, uh, the weather is a little bit different, so all those kind of things. And there are some new new runners. We have some freshmen <laughs> and some newcomers, some sophomore guys who haven't experienced the national meet. So should I be on site? Should I run the course and we, we talk while I'm running? Because I can run really good right now. Based on based on what I've seen in the hallways over the last three or four days, I would advise against that. Okay, maybe okay. just a leisurely stroll. If you yeah, like. maybe a golf cart. You'll be in a go. boot and put Probably. you in a boot. Okay, well that's uh, that's cross country. Um, final note from Saturday for the postseason stuff. Men's soccer team that uh, that came to an end on Saturday and. Uh, Close, but no cigar. Oh, so close. Great game. Yeah, you watched. You watched it. I watched as much as I could remotely. In a hotel yeah. in yeah. Des Moines. Yeah, but um, first things first. Like I'm super proud of those guys. Yep. Like they they came in as a six seed, knocked off a team who hasn't lost at home in three years, a team who hasn't lost all year in Concordia by a resounding score of three nothing. Mm-hmm. Came in and took the number two seed to overtime right? and put in three goals. Like, they grinded. Yeah, and I I looked at that one, and I think I sent Matt uh, a text when we when Dort went up 3-2. It's like, we might win this thing. I mean. I, I, I felt confident. Yeah. Well, like, at that point of the game, at point, that point of the contest, right. you're thinking, okay, can, can you pack it in and just survive? Yeah, I was talking to – Wanger, Coach yeah. Wanger, and he's like, yeah, on the, the last goal, or I guess the third goal, the, the tying one for overtime, a few missed marks on the back end yeah. by our back line um, that led to, a, it was a really good service in, and it was a really good flick over Mitch to tie it up, and that was, I think that was a huge momentum shift yeah. right before the, or I guess not half, but regulation, regulation, and it was just kind of a killer. Yeah. And I was like, man, we were so close. Because you go from that high of getting. And you're just deflated. You, because you, you went up 3 2. Was, three was two. it on a corner and a yeah, header? Yeah, it was a corner. Header on the it back. It was Narcus, I believe, yeah. who got the flick onto the back post. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, uh, you, you just, uh, you're right. I'm, I'm riding home and uh, I'm getting reports from different people. And it's like, oh, well, this might be, I mean, it went from a day that was here and my hand is about four feet off of the ground to here, yeah. way above your head. And it's like, I mean, this this could be magical. And as is the case with athletics so many times, uh, mixed results. Yeah, and at talking, the end of it all, it's just, yeah. Yeah, I was talking to Bordeaux at the beginning of the season and after the, the poll came out. And what were we, seventh? In the preseason poll, seventh or sixth, yeah, something like that. And so I was talking to Coach Bordeaux, and he's like, "In all honesty, last year, he goes, we feel we way overperformed, getting to where they were. Well, and they had all those ties, correct? I mean, and then he goes, he goes, this year is a big prove it year, essentially. Um, and I think they proved it, yeah, for the second consecutive year in the semifinals. I thought, I thought they took a step forward as a program." Um, yeah. I stopped. I stopped in his office uh, on Monday morning, and I said, "You know, I'm reminded of um, the men's basketball program when uh, when Ross began coaching and made a step, got to the conference semifinals one year, and then made it to the conference finals down at Sioux Falls, 
and we had split with Sioux Falls over the course of the regular season and ended up losing in the conference championship game. Probably weren't ready to win that game yet. And I remember Ross and I talking about it afterwards, and we both were like, eh, there, there are no shortcuts. I mean, you like to skip steps along the way, but you've got to take those steps. And I thought for this program, for this year, it was another step. Yeah. And so I'm just happy for those guys that Fine job done by Coach yeah, that they followed up a good year and they made it like, okay, that wasn't a fluke. They followed it up. And so now, now are there some blocks in place for next year to, okay, let's try three years in a row. Yeah, I and, spoke with Marco Lanin yesterday, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> there's just an overwhelming sense of confidence to that team now that wasn't there three years ago. Well, the the fact of the matter, and if you talk with Coach Nate Wolf about cross country and winning the national championship last year, it's the it's this feeling of okay, it is possible. I mean, otherwise, it's just this thing that's out there, and you're chasing it, and it's like, how do we do it? Right. No, I mean, we we don't know. I mean, you've not done it, so it's like I we don't know how. Right. And like from the days that I played, like you know, we're coming yeah. into a season, we're like, oh boy, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna get rolled. Can we make the playoffs? It wasn't. Yeah, yeah. and it was like, a, can we can we scrap out three right. wins? And I remember one preseason, we sat down, and one of our goals was to make it in. Yeah. Like as an eight seed, yeah. Like just get. Can in we the get? Tournament. We got to win the three. We got to win three games. It, I we mean, didn't, but yeah. From which I can only imagine is on their whiteboard now is we're winning the whole thing. You you hope so, right. and there there are so many things that go into it, and you don't always like to set those types of goals. Here I go into coach speak because I hang around and live with them basically, but you you may have those aspirations. But there are so each season is so stinking fragile. I mean, it it can go off the rails at any point, and for a variety of reasons. And so, you you go in and you hope that okay, we have some things there. We're going to work really hard. We're going, I mean, be focused, and you hope that all of those things that you do off of the field, the character development, the faith development, the going to class, you hope that all of those things you throw it into the kettle. And it's like, okay, you've got high-performing, focused people doing what they love. Hopefully that pays off in terms of some some success over the course of a season. Yeah. I, I think that's – the longer I'm around, that's more of what I see, is you just – you hope that you're able to do all of those things well enough and you got the right group of people together and you work really hard to get that right group of people together – and the right people in place, but yeah. And so I, I'm, I'm. Those guys had a great year. We're waiting on postseason honors, things like that. I would imagine we've got a couple of first teamers coming. Hopefully, some academic All American notice or academic All District at the least. We'll see. That'll happen over the next probably 48 hours. I mean, I think once the men's match tonight is concluded, I think they'll probably come out with postseason stuff. So that's the men. The women, they're still playing. Still yeah, in yeah, it. They are. Still in it. <laughs> One nothing. Hastings. And I, I pulled up the box score during the basketball broadcast. And it's like, okay, Karina scores another goal. <laughs> what else is new? Some, somebody <laughs> else, I, I can't remember who got the assist. Ellie. 
But it's like, okay, Ellie Stewart got her a pass. And then I went back and watched <laughs> the play, and it's like, there was no pass. No, a touch. She just touched it. He was putting it in play. She put her cleat on top of it, and Karina is able to take a dribble. Hastings a little slow coming out on an unorthodox corner kick. And Karina rockets it past the keeper, who gets a hand on it. And the women just survive over the last 20 to 30 minutes. I, I, I told Susie Piaha... I nice. said, what, what are you doing to me? I said, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm yelling at my TV watching this team play. You've sucked me in. Yep. I mean, yeah, now it's Midland on Saturday and Friday, and it's like, well, why, why not? Why not? Yep. Yeah, it, it feels like we talked about that goal that felt unreachable. Now it's like, yeah. literally right there. Yeah. You are 90 minutes away from it. Yeah. And that's the challenge is – you prepare for it. You can't you can't think about 90 minutes away. You can't think about all that other junk. You got to be focused on the that handling things up to this point. Rick Vanderberg who was AD here for a long long time, he said everyone when it's game time, they're ready. When it's game time. He said, "Can you be ready in the 2 days leading up to it?" Can you take care of everything you need to? Can you go to class and get your projects and tests done? Can you show up for practice and be focused in? Can you absorb the scouting report? Can you can you take all that other junk that we think about and just put it away? And our your responsibility is being as well prepared for this soccer match as you can be. Time will tell. Yeah. But I love it they're there. But I mean, they... They're on a roll. Yeah. I mean, the last 10 games or so, what are they? 8 1 and 1 ish. So. They've yeah. won a lot of games and haven't lost. I think the only game they've lost is two Hastings. That was, was that last week? Two weeks? When did, 10 days ago. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Um, and they lost that one 13 by, days ago. Yeah, October 25th. They lost that one 2 oh, nothing. That wasn't October. That was. Yeah, that was we'll just keep going with it. Yeah, so, that. okay. <laughs> and but, so, yeah. and then before that was. The Midland game, yeah. where they they did not perform well against Midland in the nope. dome. That nope. was a six to two game. Nope. Um, and can't give up six goals on uh, Friday night. That's no. my that's my philosophy. And <laughs> so I mean, take that for what it's worth. I don't seems think pretty it simple. will. Happen. Me being the soccer guru, I am. You can't yeah, give up Are you going to stand by that one, Mike? Are you going to stand by that one? <laughs> but yeah, so they they beat Hastings for the first time since '08. Yeah. Which was also their last conference championship. Yeah. Uh, 08. Uh, you're going to go back, I believe, uh, Kelsey Denoy. Uh, yeah, you're going to you're gonna go into uh, Kate DeMay territory. All those kind of names. I, yeah, I don't know names. Did Morgan Rodenberg play on that team? I think she was after that. Okay. I think. Okay. I think. But that's the era, right? Uh, yeah. Or, or close to it? Close to it. I think neighborhood. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it, Steph Goslinga might have been. Yeah, I think you're goalkeeper. Right. That was a special year because they won 18 straight. 18, one and one. That's right. They lost to Trinity. And yes, that's what we were talking yes. about. We, we were looking. Yes. I was like, oh, that's weird. yes. <laughs> and then won 18 in a row, and then had a draw in Against the park. Yeah, in the national oh, champ- yep. penalties. Did Did I tell you guys it was really cold that day? <laughs> I think you maybe told us. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was, might have slipped through. It was. Oh, man. I, d- I don't remember many games, but I remember that one partly because, well, 
and because of, course, of the outcome. Of too. course, it went double overtime and shootout. Yeah, because you wanted to be you wanted outcome. to be out there longer. And you know, <laughs> the, the it started. It was okay, and then it got to around four four thirty when the PK. It was so cold. I mean, it was just. We yeah the little garage that we had out there oh man and that was before the press box oh I'm during, sure during the elements we huh? we were sitting under a stupid tent at midfield <laughs> facing to the north what what way does the wind come from here in Iowa quite often the north from the north we were staring right into it it was that was man, something we're spoiled it, now. oh man you have no idea <laughs> no was, idea was it on that field though the yes, same field yes okay yeah. We had nothing out there. It's pretty open out there still. Yeah, we had no bleachers, nothing. I mean, it was barren. It's just a field. Yep, (laughs) yep. So we had to roll out. I had to roll out like 200 feet of extension cord to have power for the laptop. It was, you know, trust me when I say (laughs) I appreciate the press box out there a lot. A lot. So women's and men's soccer, women's still playing. Uh, Let's see if Alex Durbin and they they can get it done. Um, Hockey. Played Friday and Saturday, and has been the case a lot of weekends. Friday, very close, ended up in overtime, and I think I think it was Isaac Bart got one through in overtime, I think. I'm going off memory here. And then Saturday, uh, really in control most of the way. Uh, no video on that one, but, uh, yeah, I don't know why they had video Friday night, not Saturday, but I digress, and uh, they got a substantial and uh, – a good win, a pair of wins on the road on Saturday. Return home to play Friday and Saturday this weekend. Is Creighton, it Creighton? Creighton, 7 p.m. on Friday, 2 p.m. For, uh, Saturday. Good. Good. I think they are top of the – I lied. I take that back. Man, this whole, like, Macha Silver Central Division is just changes every week. Yeah. I thought Creighton was at the top of it two yeah. weeks ago. Now they're third. We're second. Who's first? Kansas, which was – Dead last, like four weeks ago. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Man, I'm. Does Bill Self have anything to do with that? <laughs> Coaches them in the part time. <laughs> Coaches the club hockey team. Yeah. He's more of a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> he lines up the transportation. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me rephrase that. His GA lines up the transportation. Yeah, so uh, hockey, and they're in the midst of a home stretch here. They play home this weekend. Marion next weekend, and then Nebraska the next. And next. And then or we're de- done. Sorry, beginning uh, of December. And then we're done with home games. Yeah, and then there's crazy nothing in the in the second semester. Strange schedule, man. Yeah, it's weird. Basketball. Um, we talked about the Pentagon last week, and uh, when we talked last week, the women were off to Chicago to play a pair of games, and uh, had no trouble with Trinity, and they did not play that well against Trinity. In all honesty, you watched it, right, Matt? I did. Uh, they, it wasn't. It was not pretty. No, but still a comfortable win. I right, mean, forty-two points. Yeah, but. and part of it was the chaos that Dort's defense was creating. Yeah. Um, and then Saturday, I watched the scoring. Um, I think when I left home for Sioux City, it's like oh, twenty-six-eight, something like that. Yeah, we're going to cruise. Got a call from my wife. She said, eh, "It's a two-point game." It's yeah. Like, what? Yeah. And, it, I mean, it, it it switched quickly, never gave up the lead. I think got a big three from Bailey Beckman near the end of the first half, if I remember correctly. Yep. And then went into the locker room up six or eight, led in that neighborhood most of the second half. And then uh, 
IU Northwest made one real run back at them late, I think with about three or four minutes left, got it down to six, four. Four. Still two possessions, but the way we play this year, those two possessions don't take very long. Uh, but I think uh, made some free throws. Faith and Holland, career high, 20 points, yep. something like that. 20 points, four rebounds. She can do that. I mean, she can. She, and she, she's not afraid. Nope. She's not afraid to take the shot. And I was, I'm happy for her. 20 point win or 10, 20 point outing for her. And pretty balanced from there on out, if I remember correctly. Uh, you got the stats up there, Josh? Yeah, Bailey had 15, Carly with 13. And then who's this? Macy, Seavers, Janie, and Gracie Sconhoven each had nine. Yeah. So and I think Macy almost had a triple double. I think she had nine assists or something like that, eight assists, and she uh, had a, bu- a few rebounds. Yeah. 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 She might be okay before she's all done. Um, yeah. She might be the real deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 10 rebounds. She had a, almost, a, almost a triple double. Yeah. Pretty close. Just a little short. Waldorf basketball on Saturday and just. Not, I don't want to say a nondescript one for the men, but it was, shot the ball okay, stretched the It was 33-33, and then it was eight points at halftime, and then about six or seven minutes into the second half, it was 12 points, and then it was 20, and then it was 25, and ended up being 105-75. And, uh, they just slowly ran away with yeah, it. Yeah, just, just kind of just kept expanding it. And uh, I think Lucas Lorenzen in that one might have. 22? Sh- yeah. Yeah. Four threes, three threes, something like that? Um, four threes, four for six from beyond the arc, four for four yeah. and three throws. Our men put a lot of pressure on the opponent in terms of offense because yeah. we can score. Yeah. And yeah. we can score in a hurry. And defensively, they've done a pretty good job Definitely. as well. Um Especially against Nebraska West. Opponents are scoring less than 70 points a game, I think. Yeah. 66, 67, somewhere in that neighborhood. I would say that that's the number. And so that's, and you look at field goal percentage, and um, you're going to have to limit field goal percentage because we might give up some shots. Um, On the inside? Yeah. Yeah. Simply because we have to rebound as a team very well. And we will give up some offensive rebounds. I saw that against Waldorf. Their post player had a, a pretty good game against, uh, and it was basically working the offensive glass. And six uh, eleven will help. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Nebraska Wesleyan, a very capable opponent on Tuesday, and the defenders just kind of controlled that one as well. It's one. I, it's crazy. I think back to that game, and it's like I don't remember a lot of the details with Nebraska Wesleyan. It's just. Played solid. There wasn't a big run either. No. It's just kind of a gradual. Uh, it was a little sloppy. Yes, like, it was. There was a lot of turnovers. Well, I think both teams had twenty. Ended yeah, up being I think that's a wash. What I saw. Ended up being a wash. Nebraska Wesleyan poking away, pretty aggressive defensively. Um, basketball teams will be playing in Orange City Friday and Saturday. The women's game tomorrow at one o'clock. That's against uh, St. Mary out of Kansas. And then the men will play Bellevue, who is always a very capable opponent. And then on Saturday, the start times have gotten juggled around because of the busyness on Northwestern's campus. They're going to start bright and early at 10 o'clock with the women's game. Noon start time for the men. And uh, then they've got another couple games scheduled at 2 and 4. They're hosting GPAC Volleyball that night. Uh, They've got a football game as well. They are going to be busy in Orange City. And uh, Matt, you will have the play-by-play 
of uh, the women's game. Mayville State. That'll be a match, a rematch of last year's round of 32, and also uh, two teams in the top 25. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Mayville State will be a, a, a true test early on. The nice thing is we get to see them Friday night yeah, first. Get a little scout on them. They have to play Northwestern and see, I mean, draw some conclusions from that. Yeah. Ratings, oh, I'm sorry, did ratings came out. Women are number two. That's the highest ever for the women's basketball team. They also finished as a runner-up a couple of years ago, but I think in the postseason poll they actually weren't number two. I think they were number three or four. That's the oddity of the coaches' poll. It's a lot of opinion. <laughs> and the men's basketball team, number 23. Yep. And th- this is – I wish I knew these things better. You pointed out, Josh, you thought you, it this was – like the first, first time, time since, since, like, since the 19, 2019 Since or we like went to the single division, Correct. basically. Yeah, so. yeah, and I think they're maybe 25 at that point. Yeah. So highest ranking in a while, yep. let alone ranking. And the football team, their rating came out. They're up to number 17. Not that that – it doesn't matter as much as it once did, folks. And then cross-country – both six. six. Six, yep. Both of them moved up just a little bit. And I think that's probably in the neighborhood of where they are. Correct. So, okay, so plans for the weekend. Uh, I'm going to be in Orange City for basketball tomorrow, football on Saturday. I might poke my head in for a little while at the women's game on Saturday morning, but probably not for terribly long. Um, you're going down to I'm taking the trip Midland. to Fremont, yeah. Stop at Burger King. Burger King? Yeah. You're, you're hyping up Burger King? <laughs> Burger King. What? It's right, on the, it's right on the corner. It's there or Dairy Queen. I mean. Uh, I guess I can get Dairy Queen here yeah. if I need it. <laughs> they also what Runza. Of course they have no, a Runza. No, no. Of course they have a Runza. No Runzas. No Runzas. <laughs> oh, Burger King. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll be honest. I don't I don't stop at any of those places anymore. I just keep on cruising. Probably everything's going to be closed by the time I get out of there. Uh, probably it might be. <laughs> so you're going to be there Friday. You'll be hockey, hockey Saturday. on Saturday. Okay, Matt, you're going to be. You're going to go watch tomorrow. I'll watch basketball tomorrow. Pay attention to soccer. Yep. Um, and then Saturday, basketball, football. And then you're departing for the Great Northwest Tuesday. Okay. What's the weather going to be there? Have you looked? I have, and it hasn't changed. It's going to be mid fifties and rain. Imagine that. Every day. <laughs> Wait, rain. what? Rain in the Pacific Northwest? I know, right? <laughs> yeah. You've been there before, right? This is your yeah, third time. Third time. It's beautiful. So you know area. your way around now. I do. You're a local. Yeah. Essentially. Mount Hood is right in the background. Yeah. It's beautiful. There you go. There is a little I, I've been there I've been to the Portland area once. Played Portland Bible College. Ask Ross about that sometime. Played Portland Bible College and Concordia, which is now closed. Yep. And uh, the I remember day off. I've got relatives who live in Washington. They came down and we drove a little town, little city, little quote unquote little Astoria. I think. Okay. They had a green bridge. I just remember going over the green bridge at Astoria, and we stopped and had I had clam chowder and. Ooh. That nah, didn't sit well. Okay. Oh, not, never mind. not for me. <laughs> Scratch that off the list. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Multnomah Falls is right there. Yes, too. I've Did been you there. Do that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was cold. Yeah. You, you talk about cold. It was it was right at freezing when we were there that particular day. So going up there, I mean the mist was coming onto the onto the, the walking path. It was a little treacherous. 
And so, but yeah, I remember being there and same deal. It was cold, overcast, gray. You couldn't see very far. Um, I'd love to go back. Cannon Beach, that was another spot we went to. I've looked that one up. That's awesome. I might do that one um, this time. I, I would highly recommend. That was okay. a great. I, I just, very unique because you've got the, the cannons out into the ocean a little bit that they poke up and you can see those at some outcropping. So so you're recommending Burger King for me and Cannon <laughs> Beach for Matt? I think I have the better end of this. Yeah, it sounds like it. We used to go to... Is there, a can, is okay. there a cannon beach in Midland? Okay. Is there a beach in Midland? <laughs> Here, here's what I'm going to say. That stretch from <laughs> Fremont to Sioux City, that's a rough stretch oh to drive. I mean, that's an hour that is really it I grew up here. I get it. It's the country, but it it takes it feels like it takes forever. Yeah. And so my condolences, <laughs> best wishes. There are a couple convenience stores along the way. I've okay. I've been I'll, to both of them. I'll have to take a look at them. <laughs> both <laughs> of them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if if you drive this week and pay attention, you'll know that oh, what good. I say is accurate. I can't and, wait. But hey, nobody ever said this was glamorous, Josh. <laughs> I mean, true. We, we live in Iowa. I mean, we, we, I, nev- I never said this was glamorous. When you wanted this job, it's like, really? You're sure? So, okay. I was in North Dakota. This is better. Okay. Well, yeah, most, most of the time it is. But anyhow, you have fun in Fremont, and we'll get a full report from you and uh, certainly hope for some good things to happen for the soccer team. So all that being said, uh, that's our Defender discussions for now. We ran a little over time. Hope you have a great day, and we will talk to you again next week.